0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Across the Pond Sports Pod. Um, Great to have you for another episode. Uh, This is an earlier than build episode. Uh, There's a good reason for that. Um, So a lot happened over the weekend uh, in the sports world. Um, So we're going to have two pods this week. Uh, We're going to have one... Right now, uh, and then we're gonna have one later in the week. I promised you last week that we would have a special guest. Uh, that special guest will be on later on in the week. Um, Joe Sylvester will be joining us. Uh, we're gonna talk some baseball, we're gonna talk some basketball, um, and really kind of get into uh, his sports fandom. Uh, maybe even talk some sports movies as well. Um, certainly something that we enjoy together. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna have uh, Joe Sylvester on uh, later on in the week. Um, and then obviously for, for now, uh, we're going to do a, a show um, covering all sports, um, as we've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Okay, so we're going to start off first with college football. Um, college football has been in the news recently, especially in the States, uh, regarding the start of their season. Uh, start of the season would have been coming up around now. Um, However, uh, it looks very, very unlikely that a college football season is going to happen. Much like um, the NFL has been under question as to whether they would start a season uh, because they would need to travel. Um, They would need to have hotel rooms. Uh, There's a whole host of logistical issues uh, that causes... Uh, college football not to go ahead so uh, just in the last hour or so uh, the big 10 have basically announced that they will not play uh, a fall season um, just basically due to concerns of covid-19 this is this is a huge issue um, for the simple fact is this is their time right before the nfl starts you always get college football starting first uh, leads right into December and it's so big in the States that, it, and especially the teams we're talking about the Big Ten, now a lot of the smaller conferences have already come out and said that there wasn't going to be a season um, at least not until spring however, this is the first big, and they are the Big Ten uh, that won't they, they've said, no, we're not going to play uh, they're going to look to maybe play in the spring now that that does uh, throw up some other issues um, but not as much as playing now would Um, as I say the move in was announced today just six days after the conference kind of said that they were going to go ahead and the conference includes big teams like Ohio State Michigan, Nebraska uh, and Penn State they would kind of released a a schedule if you like Uh, but yeah they've just decided six days later cancelled uh the mental health and the physical health uh and welfare of the student athletes um it, it is finally <laughs> being put to the forefront um of this decision because i i seen the lsu coach i think it was two or three weeks ago uh, come out and say yeah yeah we're gonna go ahead yeah there's gonna be football no problem uh, and i just don't think that was a real realistic stance to take um we've all seen what's happened with major league baseball um, college football's played one game a week um, baseball's played well they can play four or five even six games in a week if you're only playing one game a week yeah sure you could probably play catch up games but you got to remember these kids go to college for the college experience part of the college experience is that they get to play in a humongous stadium and in front of hundreds of thousands of fans now if you were to sell tickets today for Ohio State against Alabama, guaranteed that stadium would be sold out. COVID-19, or no COVID-19, that would sell out because that is that would be one of the biggest games. Um, or even if you had a, a Notre, Notre Dame uh, game against Michigan. Again, totally sell out. So I think what they the ncw who really have been quiet through this whole thing um it's the conferences themselves that are, are, are now coming out and saying yeah this is this isn't gonna happen like i say the smaller conferences already came out um, but the big 10 commissioner uh, kevin warren um he's basically come out and said as times kind of went on um they, they kind of discussed it at, at great length for hours um and they started talking to uh doctors as well which is probably a smart thing. Uh, it just kind of shows that you know they they've actually thought about this long and hard. I also think they've thought about it from a public standpoint and how they look got to remember college players in America bring in massive revenues uh to colleges. Absolutely massive revenues um in ticket sales, TV deals, the whole shebang brings in millions to these colleges and it funds these colleges however not having a college football season means that these teams are decimated when it comes to money or are they because at the moment that money doesn't go to players players don't get paid to play college football they a lot of them though they kind of probably the not-so-good players, they pay to actually play. Uh, whereas the the top guys, they, they'll be on scholarships, full scholarships, half scholarships, whatever that might be. However, players don't get paid. And so colleges reap 100% the reward. They might pay their coach $2, 3000000 million a year to coach that team, but at the end of the day, the players make no money players are the ones that would be putting themselves at risk uh so it makes a world of sense not to put them at risk because if you think about it if you get a player who's maybe just coming out of high school really big player can't think of anyone at the moment don't think there's anyone kind of out here Uh, i've been looking at uh, getting some data on it and just get some names on big kind of high school players that be going to college haven't seen anything as yet Um, but if you get someone, say, from Texas, big, massive linebacker, you know, going to be the next big guy, no. He he, get, he goes to college, they play a couple of games, he gets COVID-19, and worst case scenario, and let's be brutally honest, the worst case scenario is he passes away. Not only is that devastating for his family, um, absolutely devastating, but that guy had a, his whole life ahead of him and what you're going to, just so you can show a football game on TV. I think the Big Ten have shown a bit of maturity here and hopefully this leads the way to other big conferences like the SEC uh, and so on to really take stock, right, okay, Big Ten have pulled out. We're going to be the next team that has to pull out. Because at the end of the day, if they don't and they do go ahead and something like I just said happens, they are gonna look so bad um, and on a, on a world stage, not even just in America's college football is very much an American sport, not like the NFL, which has gone really quite international. College football is an American pastime, um, one that is followed. And one and vehemently followed. Um, if you went to a particular college, say you went to um, Cal Bears, you know, there's people that have season tickets from when they leave, when they go to that college, and they, there's 60 year old men that went to that college 40 years ago that still have a season ticket now, uh, because that's what you do. You follow the the, the school, as they call it, uh, that you went to uh, to have these games played in front of no fans it's pretty demoralizing for the teams and um, i'm going to go on to a particular nba star who's a little unhappy with not having fans not he's unhappy that they're not there just unhappy that he's playing in front of no fans um so if he's having issues with it then the players who like i say the college experience is when you go to college you go play football you have the, the rampant fans, you have the big band, you have the cheerleaders uh, and and it's an event, every I've watched college football for the last 10 or so years and every time I've watched it they have like a 3 hour game preview show there is everything is such a big deal um, you have the, the tailgate parties, everything and it's just like it's like a full day out experience. Um, I've never actually been to a, a college game, um, certainly on my bucket list. Uh, but it looks fun. And you know, the, the college students, they're having a blast. They love it. Um, and then they go to go, um, cheer on their team afterwards. So there's a lot that goes into to these games. And there's no way in hell you could social distance it. Um, even with a, a small amount of fans because people just want to get together and support their team and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever um, but the Big Ten, yeah, they've they've taken a hard decision but I think they've taken the right decision not all will agree um, and that's absolutely fine um, there's, there's obviously one person that doesn't agree um, who thinks this is um, an absolute travesty a, a tragic mistake um, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to mention him a couple of times today, um, but that is President Trump. Um, he's come out and said this is a tragic mistake, um, cancelling the season. Uh, they, they shouldn't do it. Um, he's obviously attended college football games um, in the past. Can't say I've ever seen him there. Um, but, you know, the Big Ten have gone, the ACC, the Big 12, the Pac 12, and the SEC. Those are the kind of dominant conferences. Uh, and yeah, they bring in, as I say, bill not millions but billions of dollars of revenue to those colleges. Uh, and so, I mean, you could have a hundred thousand fans at a home game, and if you think about having a hundred thousand people in one place, COVID nineteen is just gonna. I mean, especially if you say, for example, at a Florida team right now, where Florida is, is isn't spiking as much as it was, but it still has major issues. Um, so. I'm really hoping uh, that the the ACC, Big 12, Pac-12 and the SEC really take stock of what the Big Ten have done. Um, The Big Ten are, I think they tout themselves as the oldest college athletic conference uh, in the US. Uh, They date back to 1960, uh, sorry, 1896 uh, when it was called the Western Conference. So um, schools have been playing college football for a long, long time. Um, and it is sad that it's not going to be there. Uh, but it, I think it has to be the right thing to do. Um, because if you don't do this, then all that's going to happen is you're just going to COVID-19 100,000 people at one game. If you've got massive game massive amount of games happening around the country, you're just going to get spots everywhere. And it's just going to spread like wildfire again. Um, countries are having issues with COVID-19. New Zealand today went back into lockdown because they're having issues with COVID-19. So, yes, this is an absolute storm. It's an absolute buzzkill to talk about college football. I'm not having a season this year. I was certainly looking forward uh, to talking about it. Um, But if we can talk about it in the spring, yeah, like I said before, it gives logistical issues for NFL teams who want to look at players for the following season in the draft um, just as kind of one issue uh, that that would be raised at the end of the day the kids will still get to play hopefully at that point in the spring they're getting to play in front of crowds um, but that is, that's something that we're going to have to look at um, and it's a story that I'm going to keep up to date on uh, just to see how it goes I hadn't touched on it before just because it really wasn't going anywhere um, really until uh, today uh, so hopefully we can start watching college ball um, in the spring uh, until then um, uh, you know it's off to the weight room I think for those players but as long as they're socially they should be fine so that covers um, college right then so NHL is back not even just NHL but we have playoffs and they start right now. Uh, Columbus are currently playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, so that is currently one apiece um, as we speak. Um, A lot of these um, games, not all, but a lot of these games in the UK are being shown on BT Sport and Free Sport on Sky, Um, so you can download apps or or watch them on TV. Uh, So if you are an NHL fan, uh, there are places that you can watch these games, uh, which is good. quickly going to just run through the first round um, see who's playing who um, so we'll start off in the east um, so um, the uh, philly flyers are going to be playing the montreal Canadiens. um so they the flyers are the first seed canadians the eighth seed so you'd have to say the flyers favorites um i don't know how that's going to work out in these playoffs because uh, obviously teams have made the playoffs in a kind of different way not the normal 82 games, what's your seeding at the end, uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, Flyers-Canadians are uh, first round match in the East. Uh, the second round, uh, sorry, the second um, series uh, in the East is the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I just mentioned, so that game at the moment is one apiece. Um, so. Hopefully, I can give you some updates a little later on on that one. Uh, The New York Islanders are playing the Washington Capitals, um, also in the first round in Eastern Conference. Um, So, that game uh, is tomorrow. Uh, Game 1 is tomorrow. Um, Also tonight um, is the Boston Bruins against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, So, that game is, I say, tonight. um, So, 8pm Eastern in the US. Um, so, probably around about 1 2 in the morning here. So, if you're a late nighter, uh, get on to that. Uh, moving over to the Western Conference. Um, so, a bit of surprise for me because um, not following ice hockey all that well for the last couple of years. I did when I was younger. Um, one team, a new team that I've noticed, is obviously the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Now, very new team. Uh, only been around a couple of years. Um, but they are the number one seed. Um, which is outstanding. Um, they're taking on the eighth seed Chicago uh, Blackhawks. Um, that game is also tonight. But that's probably about three in the morning. So if you're in the UK, that's might be a bit late. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Vegas. Wow. they Not only do they have... It's their first franchise. So I know the, the Oakland Raiders are now going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, but this is... Something that um, Vegas has been trying to do is get sports franchise- franchises into Vegas, uh, so they now have two. Uh, moving on to the next uh, series, so we've got Arizona Coyotes against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, <laughs> what I've always found weird, and you'll see it in the next series as well, is you've got a team like Arizona, which Arizona is pretty much a desert. Uh, you have some big cities there but um, it's pretty much a desert um, and it has an ice hockey team I don't get it Uh, it's it's a bit strange I would expect Colorado to have an ice hockey team they get a lot of snow in the winter and you know you've got big mountains to snow down and uh, ski down even Uh, so there you go so Arizona Colorado at the second series there in the west and the, the third series, um, yeah, you've got the Calgary Flames, um, Canadian, very snowy, very wintry, against the Texan team, uh, the Dallas Stars. Again, um, not a lot of snowfall in Dallas, last I heard, uh, but there you go. Um, so the Dallas Stars, big franchise, uh, quite a story franchise, both uh, of those franchises, really. Um, I know when I was younger, When I was a young lad, um, I used to play NHL Live or whatever it was called at the time by EA Sports. And I always used to go to Calgary Flames up until uh, the Mighty Ducks film franchise came out. And then, yeah, I was always a Ducks thereafter. Sadly, they've not made the playoffs this year. Uh, But, yeah, I think they last won in 2007. They won the Stanley Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So the last... uh, Series uh, in the western Conference, and um, we 've got the St. Louis Blues taking on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, that one um, starts tomorrow as well uh, so there 's a lot of ice hockey to be played. It is just the uh, first round of the playoffs um, moving on to this, you think get the second round conference finals and then the Stanley Clu- Stanley Cup playoff finals themselves um, so we 're quite away away' seven game series. Um, each round um, so it's really the first team to, to win four games um, so it should be interesting to see who comes out of this especially because usually you would find the number one or two seed they they tend to be the uh, dominant teams uh, but it's going to be different to see how that works out this time around uh, just with the way they've managed to get to the playoffs there's a lot of playing games and so on uh, going on uh, but yeah NHL's back and um, so we'll keep a keep our pri- appraised of that uh over the next few weeks um I think the second round um is not due to start for a while I think the last game here is around the 23rd of August and that's just for the first round so we're only on the 11th so uh, we've got about two weeks of the first round uh to look forward to um unless they all kind of Win four zero, um. But we'll have to see, wait and see how that happens. That'd be really unusual if that did happen. Uh but yeah, we'll we'll wait and see what happens with the NHL, um. And I'll cover more of that next week for you. Okay, so moving on to Major League Soccer. So we have our finalists. I spoke last week about the semi-finals. We got our finalists. We got Orlando City taking on the Portland Timbers, Um, Orlando have been a bit of a shock um, team this year. Uh, Obviously it's not, as we've mentioned about the NHL and so on um, throughout the weeks, it's not the normal kind of way of getting to a final, having a full season and so on. Um, But they've made it. And they've beat some pretty big teams to do it that are in that league. So they took out New York City, they took out Philadelphia, they took out LA and Minnesota um, back in the semis. It's an absolutely outstanding kind of run that they've kind of went on. Portland, uh, by all accounts, have also done exceptionally well. But they were kind of a trued and tested team. Um, uh, they've, They've really performed quite well over the last couple of years. Orlando City, brand new team. But they have really taken this tournament by storm, um, to say the least. Uh, One thing that has stuck out to me, and when looking at the highlights um, of the games, is there is a a particular name that steps out to me, now he he may be be a bit older now, uh, from his Manchester United days, uh, but that is Nanny. Um, nanny was a, a huge uh, manchester united player played alongside cristiano ronaldo wayne rooney uh, so he played around that time um, and one thing that he was tipped to be was the next cristiano ronaldo out of portugal never really kind of grew into that um, however he seems to have found a home in orlando uh, and is doing really well for himself Um His play is very much down the wing and very much, he'll either dart into the box, take a shot, or he will more than likely cross the ball. And if you've got a big man um, in there, you're just asking for trouble um, if your defence isn't right on it. Uh, Portland Timbers defence does tend to be quite good um, from what I have seen. I haven't lo- looked, watched this tournament all the way through because the games have obviously been quite late UK time. Um, but Orlando also have a, a good defence. Um, they've got Antonio Carlos and Ruben Jansen, who are very good um, and have been throughout this tournament. Uh, and it really is just going to come down to um, who can put the ball in the back of the net as football does. Um, but this, I think, will be an exceptionally good final. It's an unknown final um, because it's two teams that really haven't played in a final before um, against each other uh, for the simple fact so Orlando are su- such a new team. Um, and, and maybe, although, and I'll talk about this later with the NBA, the, the NBA is not playing for home court advantage. Um, the NHL is the same. They're not playing for home ice advantage. But maybe Orlando City... Play in Orlando, just feel more at home because it's their kind of normal climate, and it it's something that I, I didn't really think of until I, I was kind of researching Orlando City. Uh, maybe they just feel more at home, and, and that's all it comes down to. And other teams that they've played, like your New Yorks and your Minnesotas, just haven't felt at home. I mean, they're good teams. There's nothing wrong with that, and and yeah, they have pretty decent away records. But, yeah, this team just... This Orlando team just seemed to have brought things together really, really well. Um, and long may it continue, I'm, I'm I'm tipping them. I'm going for Orlando for this final. Um, I really hope they, they can pull it off. Um, I think it would be good for the city of Orlando. It, although they've got things like the MLS and the NBA in Orlando, they're obviously in bubbles, so no one can go watch them um, live anyway. Um, Obviously, Orlando's had a lot of issues with COVID-19, as previously mentioned, um, and I'm hoping that, you know, this this gives the City a bit of a lift. Uh, the Orlando Magic aren't going to be making the, the, the playoffs, by the looks of things. Um, uh, sorry, they are going to make the playoffs, but, you know, probably in the first round. Uh, but at least Orlando City Football Club can can maybe give that City a bit of a boost, a boost that they need, um, get a bit of morale around the City, um, and, and just kind of go from strength to strength from strength to strength from there uh, because I think they really need a win Um, and this this could be it for them Um, and it certainly would be good to see especially a a very new team uh, into the league um, kind of turn the league on its head I mean when I seen this um, tournament that they had envisaged coming out yeah my money was straight on Seattle my money would have been straight on um, maybe LA but it wouldn't necessarily have been on Orlando. Um so I think you have to take your hat off to them. Uh, they performed very well. Um and they've not just beaten teams, they've beaten teams well with great performances. And other teams have played the teams they've played against have played well as as well. Um they haven't just kind of backed off them and oh you know, you're going to win. They have really went at them as well. So um well done to to Orlando um, and obviously props to Portland as well. Uh, but I really hope uh, Orlando can pull this one off. Right then, so earlier on the show I mentioned that the Big Ten uh, College Football Conference was postponing its season until spring. Um, right in response to that, it looks as though the Pac-12 uh, have done the same Uh for all sports um and they also uh, have come out and said this has just come out um on espn um but they have also come out and said they are looking for a return in the spring so um just kind of bringing that up today so you get the big 10 and now the pac 12 so it's two big conferences um coming out uh, and both saying that yeah they've uh, postponed all fall sports and um, certainly the pac 12 um and that uh, will be spring that they're aiming to get things going again. Okay, so let's talk Major League Baseball. So, first of all, Houston Astros are again in bother. Um, so a couple of years ago, um, they were found to be cheating um, in the World Series, um, and they got a pretty lax kind of punishment for that. And it has not gone unnoticed by teams. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, we spoke about the Dodgers uh, playing the Astros. Now, those two teams were the teams in question Um, when it came to that World Series. uh, The Astros had stolen signs. Um, So when you watch baseball, you'll usually see the manager make some signs like he flicks his nose, pulls his ear, waves around in the air, his hands in the air, all that kind of weird stuff. Um... But that's giving signs to his team as to what to do rather than shouting it out. So Houston were accused of stealing signs, they were found guilty and they were given a lax punishment um, uh, which is seen by the other teams in Major League Baseball and they also got to keep the trophy. Uh, at the time Robert Manfred, the um, commissioner uh, of Major League Baseball said, ah, it's just a bit of metal, it's fine. Really didn't go down too well. He's not the the most liked commissioner. I mean, he's not quite Roger Goodell, uh, but he's not the most liked commissioner, uh, and that really didn't put many kind of light uh, with the other teams or fans, for that matter. Anyways, uh, moving on to what's just happened. Um, so they were playing my team, the Auckland Athletics. Um, the uh, pitch, uh, sorry, the batter in question, uh, Ramon Loreno, uh was hit three times uh, in the last couple of games uh, by Houston Astros pitchers, and usually when you take a hit from a ball, it's travelling 90 miles an hour, and it hurts like hell. I've I've never had it thankfully happen to me, uh, but I have seen bruises uh, from a ball striking a player. It is not fun, and they don't wear a lot of protective equipment uh, to stop that from hurting them because they expect the pitcher to pitch the ball properly. So the pitchers uh, have been hitting this guy. He's been a pretty good standout player for Oakland um, over the last couple of weeks since the season started. Um, He's really kind of stepped up um, in what has been uh, a team that has kind of outshone the rest of the division, uh, including Houston, who are in the same division. So it's come out that once... uh, Ramon Loreno had kind of charged um, at the pitcher Uh, both benches basically emptied out onto the field so no social distancing whatsoever Um, both charged onto the field um, and a brawl ensued Um, on the back of that uh, Major League Baseball have come out and and levied quite a, a massive suspension on the Houston Astros heading coach Alex Sintron They've suspended him for 20 games, uh, which is quite large, uh, but it's deemed that his comments towards uh, Ramon uh, were the instigator of of the brawl. Uh, He has reacted, um, now, rightly or wrongly, um, depending on how you'd view it. Um, So, apparently, some comments were made about Ramon's mum, which he didn't take too kindly, as you could imagine. Um, so Alex Cintron has kind of been uh, given the instigator's suspension, if you like. So he's been banned, as I say, for 20 games for his role. Um, uh, Ramon Loreno has been suspended for six games. Uh, so he's the centre fielder uh, for the Oakland A's. Um, so that does have an impact um, on the, uh, uh, sorry, the uh, Oakland A's. Moving forward, because obviously there's centre fielder who's been particularly good this season, uh, both in the outfield and at the at the bat. Very, very good player. Really coming into his own. Um, Houston don't get that much of a of a suspension, really. Yes, it's twenty games, but he's a coach. He's not a player. I mean, I think probably why he got a big ban is because he is a coach and should probably know better. You know, grow up and be a man uh, instead of just kind of shouting things about somebody's mum. The incident didn't look good uh, for Major League Baseball, and is the second incident involving the Houston Astros. Like I mentioned before, the LA Dodgers did this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, The pitcher Kelly, he was the one throwing the ball and and hit an Astros player, and then mouthed off to the Astros um, dugout. This time, though, it's the other way around. I mean, Oakland have, have played pretty well. Uh, they went on a nine-game win streak, um, which is outstanding for them. They're a small market team um, doing big things against a big team uh, like Houston, against the Angels. So it's been really good to, to watch Oakland. I've done it a lot over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's it's not great for the sport when you see this kind of mass brawl. Uh, players being separated by umpires, and it's just, it's not a great look for the sport, especially when you're all supposed to be socially distancing, Um, and clearly, when you're brawling, there ain't no social distancing, Um, fighting is is not really thought on very well, in Major League um, Baseball, I know in ice hockey, yeah, if there's not a fight in a game, Jesus, what's going on, so, yeah, not a great look for baseball, but certainly not a great look for the Astros, um, who are the instigators um, of this, um, especially when, you know, teams are going to be going at them. Oakland didn't go at them at all. Um, this was, was I watched this game, and it was instigated by Houston, and they are 100% in the wrong, uh, proven by the, the suspensions that's come out. Uh, but, yeah, it's... it's I really hope Oakland, um, th- this doesn't kind of throw a, a spanner in our works because I really wanted to see our team do well. Uh, Houston, yeah, they're at the end of the day. So um, they've been found guilty of, of that. They just really didn't get the punishment they probably deserved. Uh, we'll have to see how, how it pans out for the A's over the next uh, six games. Thankfully, it is only six games. Um, that's all I can say. Uh, and obviously, he's just got the six games for his reaction to comments made to him. I don't think Major League Baseball have been too harsh with the suspensions. Um, certainly could have given the Astros a few more. Uh, that would have been nice. But other than that, I, I think, I mean, Bob Melvin, you know, he's he came out the manager uh, for the uh, Oakland A's. I mean, he, he's been quite kind of uh, forthright in his comments. Uh, and basically saying that the league know who the person was um, that caused the the kind of issues. And obviously, nowadays, there's no fans in stands. So normally, you would have, like, I don't know, 30,000 fans in Oakland Coliseum going absolutely mental. Yeah, yeah, cheering and everything else. But because the, the stadiums are empty, there's no noise. So noise is just going to carry. So if you say something... And at your kind of normal decibel level, it's going to travel and that player is going to hear it and you're going to get this kind of thing. Uh, I think that's probably what happened with the Dodgers as well. And the guy Kelly was walking away and obviously he said something kind of back to them and that whole thing started as well. So, um, but I really hope Loreno can do well. He, he actually began his career in Houston with the Astros uh, until he was traded to the A's in twenty seventeen, guy's um, only twenty six, so he's really young. Um, but he made his major league debut in twenty eighteen, um, and he's, he's like I say, he's been doing really well. He's had a really strong start to the twenty twenty uh, campaign, um, which has been great. Um, he's got a four or five on base percentage, which is what we what we, you'd be looking for. Um, he's had a couple of home runs. He's three three home runs. Uh, and he's got ten RBI so far in seventeen games. So yeah, he's a, a player that we've been looking forward to. Oakland are going to probably put in Mark Canna in, in the center field um, uh, until uh, Ramon returns. Uh, maybe Chad Pender gets a bit more time. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, with that. But certainly, yeah, not not a great advert for the sport, uh, but certainly one that hopefully we can move on. F- from quite quickly because I think Major League Baseball have been very quick uh, to kind of shine a light on it and send out suspensions uh, as they should um, and kind of be seen to be to be dealing with that. Um, having a quick look at the standings, um, as I said the Oakland A's, we'll, we'll start with them in the American League, they're 12-5 and five now. Uh, they did lose um, last night um, to the Angels um, so they've they, Picked up a loss after their nine-game win streak, so they've won uh, nine and one in the last ten games. So they've they've done particularly well. There's no one else that has a streak kind of like that um, recently. Uh, Houston are right behind them, uh, along with the Texans. Um, looking in the East uh, for the American League, uh, the Yankees doing really well, ten and six, um, and then you've got the Minnesota team, Twins uh, in the Central Division, eleven and six. Um, Miami doing surprisingly well um, in the National League East. I'm really quite shocked. They obviously have played a lot less games, um, so their percentage to wins um, is pretty good. Um, but they're seven and three, um, and that's they have lost their last two games. So um, they were seven and one at one point. Um, which amuses me, especially when you've got the Nationals, you've got the Atlanta Braves, and in, in that division, uh, even Philly. Um, obviously, Philly and, and Washington were kind of thrown out b- because of Miami, and they all had to move games and stuff. So, um, but yeah, Miami, wow, doing well. The uh, Chicago Cubs in the Central Division are ten and three; they're looking pretty strong. And uh, Cincinnati are gonna gonna hopefully give them a push. Um, in the West, in the National League. Um, The Dodgers are are kind of tapping on the door of the Rockies. Uh, Rockies lead um, the West, however, they've just lost their last two games. Um, So the Dodgers really knocking on the door, trying to get uh, into that top spot um, to make sure that they are in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to cover a lot more baseball um, this coming Thursday, Friday, uh, when we release the show. Um, As I say, we've got a special guest on. Uh, Joe Sylvester, um, huge Dodgers fan, but actually huge baseball fan. Um, So we will have him on the show um, on Thursday, um, probably release it Friday morning, uh, so you can catch up a lot more baseball then. So Draymond Green uh, has uh, come into a little bit of trouble he has been fined $50,000 for violating the lease anti-tampering rule. Um, So in the NBA, um, there is a rule that says you cannot talk about another active player um, and going to another team, your team, any other team, um, or you will be fined. Um, We have seen players being fined. I listened to Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors head coach he was on the bill simmons podcast a couple of weeks ago and basically bill simmons said what do you think about this player what do you think about that player um and he said he couldn't answer because he was too scared that he would get fined for anti-tampering rules uh so basically uh, <laughs> golden state warriors forward draymond green went against his head coach went on to tv uh with Uh, Charles Barkley and basically said that the Phoenix Suns guard Devin Booker uh, needs to get out of Phoenix didn't say where he should go um, but the Phoenix Suns at the moment are undefeated uh, in the bubble now they haven't been a great team in recent years Booker's been there for a while Um, Devin Booker has been the focal point of that team um, and they haven't even made the playoffs however with their undefeated um, bubble season um, underway they are looking outstanding um, they have been a real surprise of the bubble um, I know I've spoken about Portland Trailways and so on but they have done this really quietly, the Phoenix Suns have just went right under the radar 8-0 and um, oh, so, uh, sorry, 7-0 and um, at the moment uh, so they've done particularly well and Booker has really led that charge uh, so there's no big surprise that you know people are saying get out of Phoenix mate uh, go somewhere else I think I don't think Green was wanting him to go to Golden State because he wouldn't fit um, but Devin Booker just would not fit with Golden State they've got Clay Thompson and they've got Steph Curry he's not going to fit there, but I think what he is hoping is that the guy's career can kind of take off, he should be a playoff, playoff guy um, but Phoenix have just never been able to put a team around him uh, to to give him that support to to get him to the playoffs um, until now, somehow because uh, this is the same team that played together at the beginning of the season, up until March, uh, so it is quite strange i mean i originally said in my nba preview that the phoenix suns probably shouldn't even be there they're just kind of making up the numbers um but like a couple of other teams they've really kind of surprised me and they've really thought you know what we're gonna treat every game like a game seven uh so themselves portland trailblazers they really have went at teams and just said, nah, we're not going to go in for the state school. We're not here to make up the numbers. So they've kind of proved me wrong. Other teams haven't. But, but these two particular teams have. So yeah, so Draymond Green, $50,000. Um, He was fined on Sunday. Uh, it, it wasn't a big surprise. Um, obviously Booker's, he's 23. He's under contract though with the Suns until uh, 2024. So it's a long way. I mean, the only way that he gets out of there is if he gets traded, and you can't see Phoenix wanting to trade him. Um, he signed a five-year extension uh, for 158 million back in 2018, so he's got a long way to go. Um, he is scoring uh, 26.4 points per game this season, um, so he has he has been dominant, um, but. Uh, Green's kind of public comments uh, live on TV where everyone can see uh, <laughs> didn't go down too well with the NBA um, and they really kind of have fight. Well, they find him for it. So they, they're clearly not happy. Um, Green doesn't seem to be too bothered. He probably makes enough money, let's be honest. Um, so I think maybe you have to think is 50k too small a number to find him. Um, I know my parents would would say that oh, I shouldn't find him because um, he's a Golden State guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, he's yeah he's been a bit silly. He's making a great name for himself on TV, and and Draymond Green looks good on TV, and he comes across really well. Um, and I can see him in the future um, making this kind of comment. And we'll just have to see how that goes. So I'm just listening to a massive thunderstorm and rainstorm outside my window. Um, Just kind of caught my eye, this big bit of lightning. Um, So, uh, yeah, so Draymond Green, like I say, he's going to be big on TV. I I can see him on, uh, with uh, Shaq and with Kenny uh, on the the TNT broadcast. Because he he really does come across well. And he's a funny guy, let's be honest. Um, And he can talk for fun. yeah it was a stupid thing to do um i don't think he meant that he wanted devin booker to go to uh, the golden state warriors like i say i don't think he would fit being a third guy third wheel but certainly uh, i think that uh, it's probably time for um draymond to maybe cool down Coolies Jets. He's got a fifty dollar, fifty thousand dollar fine. That's probably more than enough in he, he needs for this season. So uh, we'll just have to see see what happens. But like I say, the Suns have been an epic surprise um, th- during this bubble. Uh, they've really kind of stood out uh, in terms of of what they're doing. Right, right, let's talk some beef. So some big beef at the moment is going on between uh, Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers uh, and the Clippers point. Uh, Paul George and Pat Beverly. So the other night, uh, these two teams were playing. Um, Damian Lillard had 51 points. However, he missed a big three and he missed a couple of free throws. Um, and so the Clippers ended up winning the game uh, on the back of that. Now, some things happened on um, Instagram or Twitter or wherever it was. Um, so Pat Bev put up a tweet saying Cancun on three um, to obviously say that Lillard would be going off on vacation because they weren't going to the playoffs, uh, and then Paul George uh, decided to, to chime in. Don't know quite why. I mean, Pat Beverly is an instigator. He is a guy that will get under your skin, and he'll really go for you, um, especially uh, on the on the floor. Uh, he's a, a trash talker's trash talker. Um, and then Paul George comes out, and he's, he tweets, and you're getting sent home this year. Respect now he said cancun on three pat beverly and then you come in and you're getting sent home makes no sense whatsoever um and then he says this year and then he sends it with respect um now i i love the response from damian lillard it is a no-nonsense response uh keep switching teams running from the grind you boys as chumps Now, I think this is more aimed at Paul George, uh, who has been to Indiana, to Oklahoma, uh, and now with the LA Clippers. Um, Paul George is not a clutch player. Um, He has shown in the playoffs that he just disappears. Um, What you tend to find in, in the NBA, in the playoffs, is that players and teams get more and more intense and go more and more at it, the deeper in the playoffs you get. What's happened with Paul George is that in the playoffs, he tends to disappear, um, and you don't see him a whole lot. Um, so it can be a real issue um, if he's supposed to be your top guy, or he's your second best guy. Um, he's certainly not a clutch player. Um, he's, he's shown that. Um, I've seen a stat. Um, yesterday, that you know, he's made one clutch shot in a playoff game. Um, he's really not not great, um, and he has switched teams. Um, whereas Damian Lillard has, I mean, he doesn't have a great playoff resume either, but he has been in Portland his entire career. He hasn't moved. He stayed loyal um, to the team, and uh, I think in the NBA now, and in all sports. Um, you know, you would see players stay in one team for their entire career. Or they'd stay in their th- one team for the majority of their career. Maybe the last couple of years, they go play somewhere else. Um, just to finish off their career. But Damien Lillard, so far, hasn't done that. He has stayed true to Portland uh, and to Rip City. Uh, he really has kind of got that city behind him. Um, they love him. He is uh someone who is an all-star um i think he just yeah this was probably just a bit much i mean as i said pat beverly he is a wind-up merchant um a bit like joe ingles for the jazz uh he will really just go at people uh but paul george coming out it it was kind of just a bit like well i mean you've been around (laughs) uh you know You've missed big shots in games. You've missed or you've moved teams. Uh, So we'll have to see what happens. I've seen some other reports of other things being said. Um, Damien Lillard's sister called Paul George's girlfriend a stripper, apparently. Uh, Paul George's girlfriend called Damien Lillard's sister a cow. Uh, um, So, you know, I, I hope this doesn't get too nasty. Uh, between the two, uh, or or three, if you include Pat Beverly, um, but Pat Beverly really doesn't care. He just kind of goes at it anyway. He's he's not really that interested. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see how that kind of plays out. Because uh, one thing that I think will happen is, and I've tipped it from the from the beginning, is that Portland will make the playoffs and they're going to play the Lakers. Now I had originally tipped the Lakers to win that series, but it would go. It'd be a long series. I think now, if that series is going to happen, I think that the uh, the Clippers are, are basically setting up Damian Lillard to try and beat the... They they want to get under his skin. And the only way to do that and to play them in the playoffs is if they beat the Lakers. So they want uh, the the. Blazers to beat the Lakers in that first round second round, and they want to meet them in the court in the the conference finals that is what they want because they think they've got the the best uh, of the trailblazers uh in any matchup so and they do and they don't um, I think the uh the trailblazers actually overall probably have a better roster um it's certainly a lot more balanced uh you just have to gonna wait and see as to how the playoffs gonna go and um, but i still do think that the uh, portland trailblazers will make that playoff spot um, and they will be playing the lakers uh, lakers uh, wrapped up the number one seed uh, the other night so it's uh, certainly going to be interesting to see uh, how, how that one works out uh, so just a couple of things left to finish off uh, on the nba um lebron james is still trying to adjust um, to so there not being any fans in the arena. He's really struggling to find motivation. He is, I'm going to say, the second best player, maybe third best player ever to play basketball. Michael Jordan didn't seem, I mean, he never went through this. Um, I've I, I seen him kind of demotivated at times, um, but it never affected his play. Um LeBron doesn't seem to affect his play but it's clearly affecting his mindset uh, in terms of going into games. Um he's just not kind of adjusting well. Uh, whereas you've seen a lot of other players adjust really well. Um Devin Booker for example, uh, Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard he he thrives off that cheer that he gets from the Trailblazers fans. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, um he flies off that kind of Uh, atmosphere that the jazz fans have at the Vivint Smart Home Arena so it's really kind of (laughs) odd that LeBron James is finding it so difficult to adjust Um, I don't know if he's just kind of, he didn't have anything to say (laughs) in an interview but um, it was just really an odd thing to come out with Um, it's not something you you would really want to talk about but i guess he has and and you know he is the the best player uh in the bubble um he's arguably uh, gonna make the playoff finals probably be finals mvp uh and, and we'll, that will that will be will be uh but yeah it, it, it does seem to be an issue with motivation for him although you know, the Lakers are now the number one seed. I mean, I can see them not having any motivation uh, for the last game or so because they have nothing to play for. They are the number one seed. There's no home court advantage, so there's not really a lot to play for for them. Uh, and I could see him probably not playing that final game um, unless they decide that, you know, let's give him a run out anyway. Because uh, he, he doesn't really need to play it. Um, with them being the number one seed. Um, talking about the playoffs, uh, this weekend you'll have the play-in game, um, so that'll probably happen in the Western Conference. So that could really involve one of four teams. Uh, so it could involve Memphis, Portland, uh, it could involve Phoenix. Uh, so that is something that that I'll certainly keep an eye on. Uh, we're going to do, as I said, we're going to do the show uh, Thursday, kind of Friday morning, so Hopefully by that point we know who the play-in game is going to be and so we can kind of talk about it more then. Uh, But yeah, playoffs proper start next Monday. Uh, So that is going to be off the charts. Um, We're going to have players going really hard at it. Um, Just for the simple fact it is the playoffs, it is the bubble, they need to create their own atmosphere. Um, and motivation Uh, but I can see them really kind of going at it and um, the playoffs uh, uh, I think I mentioned earlier uh, the deeper you go in the playoffs the the more amped you get for it and the more players are just singular focused on the task at hand so uh, it'll be really good to have the playoffs back and really put an end to the season uh but it is just round one. Um, we don't know who's going to play and who because teams can still move about with these last couple of games to go um so we'll we will certainly wait and see um how all that pans out right then, so the last thing I just want to touch on uh, is the xFL. Uh, spoke about last week um the rock Dwayne Johnson uh, has purchased uh, the xFL from vince McMahon uh, and he is planning on having a, a bubble season in twenty twenty one very smart idea um, something that did start off on our Twitter feed um, at ATP sports pod uh, was people started kind of mentioning names of teams the the spy, uh the San Diego uh, Scorpions um, and the Atlanta Baywatch or something like that um, so it would be really fun and uh, to have your team name suggestions now obviously those team names came from famous movies that um, The Rock was in um, so I don't know maybe you could have the New York Ballers um, but yeah. So send me some tweets of uh, some team names for the XFL that they should use. The team names are pretty normal. Um, but if you're using movie names and rock bottom names, and team eyebrow or whatever, um, it could get quite interesting. So uh, please feel free uh, to drop us a line at atp.cgd.me.uk. Uh, Across the Pond Sports Pod on Facebook and at ATP Sports Pod. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Across the Pond. Uh, don't forget you can get us uh, on email ATP at cjd.me.uk, uh, Across the Pond uh, on Facebook, so just give us a search there, and on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod. Look forward to all your feedback. Uh, We've had a couple of ratings on Apple Podcasts. We've got a couple of fives. Uh, Outstanding. Uh, Really looking forward uh, to doing a show uh, later on in the week and shows that you guys seem to be enjoying. So um, all feedback is good feedback. So please feel free to keep dropping me some uh, comments, Uh, especially as I mentioned the XFL team names. Uh, It could be quite interesting to see what we can come out with. Um, maybe even pass him on to the rock and see what he says uh, but yeah thanks so much for joining me um, i know it's probably been a bit difficult to to listen with a lot of thunder going on behind me uh, but edinburgh seems to have a massive lightning thunderstorm just when i decided to record my podcast um so that was Great timing by weather. Uh, Weather forecasters got that great because it was supposed to hit at 4pm. It is now a quarter to 11. (laughs) Um, So I thought I was going to miss it and instead of hit it. So apologies about that. Uh, But I hope you guys have a great week. um, And we will speak to you uh, at the end of the week. Thanks so much. Podcast Network.